Hey, 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 welcome back to another episode of Geekly Reveals, that show that brings you geeky news on a weekly basis. That's weekly, that's geeky, that's geekly, and happy new year, we're back. It's us, we're, we, we, we did it, time is meaningless, but also the most important thing, it's your host Dom, aka Brother Dom, all over the internet, and once again I am joined by my chronologically linked co-host, would you like to tell the people when it is that you are? Uh, you know time is fake, but it is also dot is, uh, and I am Stephanie, aka Captain Stuff on Twitter, the Snow Queer on Tumblr, and Hella Stuff on Instagram. It's a new year, it's, it's still a pretty old me. And, you know, it'd be cool, like, is 2023 a prime number? I'm trying to figure out what's wrong with this year. because, Or maybe it's just that we're in Mercury retrograde until next week. But boy, has it not been particularly nice this year. How has how have you been, You know, final guest? Oh, hey, what up, final guest? I'm How's that I've chair? Been, I've been that degraded again, yeah. Um, I'm broadcasting to you live from the outside of Dom's office, uh, labeled right. ass mans <laughs> um, uh it's me it's eric uh and today i have to report to you that sadly i don't know how to use time dot is correctly apparently <laughs> i thought hey, for a second good. you were doing a bit i thought you were doing a bit off of how the friends at the table people never get it right on the first time no i was not doing a bit i fucked it up um <laughs> <laughs> Oops, I said that with it. I don't know. Has it been longer than eight seconds? We can't put this on YouTube. I said a cuss word too too quickly. Um, that's all right. We're not going to make money off YouTube. That's true. <laughs> well, hey, we're back. We made it. Um, 2023 is not a prime number. It's divisible by seven or 289, if you're curious. <laughs> okay. Uh, did a quick little Google search for that information. Well, that was just that off the dome, nice. wasn't it? No, you know, I, I'm... Yeah, I'm I'm the dome number man. Uh, like, that's the new glass. Is that that's what new they, knives out story. <laughs> <laughs> prime <laughs> dome. Prime prime nope, dome. That's, that's, sounds like a prime dome's the porn parody. Yeah, there's there's gotta be. Uh, when I was it's, when it's I was so dumb, it's sexy. Dome. No, it's just dumb. I've got to tell us a quick story about just the word dome. Um, oh no! <laughs> when I was in high school, I was dating this person and. The, they had a brother and a sister who were both younger than both of us. And, like, I was at their house a whole lot, and they had a whiteboard where they would, like, write things, like, that were goals for the week. And somebody wrote, get dome, as <laughs> one of the goals for the week. And the mom kept on saying, like, their mom kept on saying, like, get dome, what does that mean? Eric, do you know what that means? So I was like, I can't tell you. <laughs> so, no, I don't know what that means. And, like... It became, like, this week-long thing of trying to figure out, like, she finally looked it up and was, like, very upset and was, like, blaming everyone possible for writing it. I knew it was the younger brother, like, but I'm not a rat, so. <laughs> I'm no rat. God, that's, like, the time that people wrote into my bim bam and were like, hey, uh, my boss thinks that bust a nut means <laughs> blow, like, blow her lid. Yeah. <laughs> so she keeps whenever she keeps typing out that when she's angry that she's going to bust a nut. <laughs> what should I do? And they were like, "You have been blessed." Yep. <laughs> don't change. Don't tell her. Like never tell her. Uh. That is not your responsibility, especially because you never said it after the first time she said it. You just let her keep saying it. Mix-up anyway, slang is great. <laughs> 
We love to do it. We love to see it. We love to hear it. And we love to let you hear us talk about stuff. We, we talk about lots of things. So it is the new year. Um, our best of lists are coming soon. Not today. Uh, <laughs> you know, 2022 lists should, should wait till the new year to come out uh, if you're lazy like me. But uh, a lot of stuff has happened in the last couple weeks during our little break. Um, some... I'm looking at this, and I was going to say some good news, some bad news. I guess there's some good news on here. Um, <laughs> we can go in, I guess, chronological order of the way I've typed these of the things. the list of... Yeah. So I guess let's... Uh, pop culture includes politics, right? Mm-hmm. So what was the... There was, like, a lot of voting happening. Yeah, it was... Does it feel like years ago? Literally, yeah. It, I mean, it's so outdated news at this point, because it resolved in the time, like, that we, in like, started... In the time when we were not here. Yeah. But yeah, uh, the Republicans. But it's still funny. Yeah, the Republicans couldn't get together and figure out a speaker of the House. I mean, they could. Like, generally, they were voting for McCarthy, who is a piece of shit. Um, just a garbage man, just yeah. a little little cowardly garbage man, like all the rest of those gar- cowardly garbage men. But it was still very funny to hear, you know, this like subsection of just nutters in the the Republican Party just vote for literally anyone else because they swore that they would never vote for McCarthy. And I'm still waiting. Uh, Matt Gates said that he would resign if McCarthy won, and then he won. Uh, All right, man. And Matt Open, Gates is like, still there. Like, tell us what? Yeah. So, yeah, that that was kind of a meme. I'm looking at my watch. I'm tapping my wrist, Matt Gates. Yeah. It was kind of a meme for, like, the three days that it was happening. You know, like... Or I guess it was like a week, about a week that it kind of like went a on. week. Yeah. Um, but it resolved, of course. So now you know, be prepared for the next couple years of the house doing literally nothing. Um, Look, that's the best they could possibly do is literally nothing. That's true. Unfortunately, um, they they can. It'll be just like the reverse of last time, where they try to pass a bunch of stupid shit, and then the Senate's like, no. And yeah, it's. The only thing that's unfortunate is you know it's going to end up with, like, you know, kicking the can uh, down the road of the, um, like, the debt ceiling, and basically Mm -hmm. the Republicans are going to use it as, you know, campaign slogans of, like, you know, oh, can't, you know, can't pass a budget, but government's not functioning. It's like, yeah, because y'all are doing it. So, (laughs) uh, it's just bad. It It just, it's fun. Basically, it's just that, like, it turns out that whenever you elect a bunch of people who are very good at being a whiny, fake, oppressed minority and don't know shit about anything, it's hard for them to run a functional government. Like, yep. the Democrats are useless in a different way, but at least they mostly can read, like... <laughs> They don't can talk to each other. They don't whole cloth make up their background, uh, and you know they don't continue to lie so aggressively about who they are. That yeah, I know that Long Island is not you know your place of residence and is very different from New York City in general. But it must uh, must be weird to be able to like be so close by to like such a like garbage fire of a place to that they that they would elect them. I think Long Island is fine. By the way, like I you know that's mm, don't don't. You don't have to. You don't have to apologize Look, to Long some... Island. Even people from Long Island know that Long Island. <laughs> there are some. There are some content creators from Long Island that I really like. So, like, I it, it can produce some normal people. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Most of the people that I really like from Long Island no longer live in Long Island. Yeah. 
Oh, what a rip. But, uh... But, yeah, I mean, you know, we'll see how many more things he can lie about. Uh, I am not surprised by Long Island things because when I was out there for Thanksgiving, there were a bunch of Lee Zeldin signs, so... Mm. And we're referring to George Santos, just to be clear to listeners, uh, who is the representative from the, I guess, the county where Long Island is. Yeah. Um, And the story behind him is he basically, it's come out that he basically lied about literally every qualification that he said he had in order to be, like, a representative. Um, And is currently under investigation by the FIC or the uh yeah fec FEC for election um finance laws violations (laughs) (laughs) so that's cool um (laughs) yeah basically they're wondering how he went from you know reporting an income of zero dollars per year to two years later reporting an income of 11 million dollars per year that's a pretty big increase becoming a congressperson (laughs) yeah slight work easy yeah he pulled himself up by his bootstraps. <laughs> his bootstraps? Someone's bootstraps. Yeah. Someone's bootstraps got pulled. Uh, and that's the political minute. That our is, political minute. Yeah, I think, I don't think there's any other major politics going on. Um, oh, I guess they found Joe Biden had some documents. That's. And I, uh, as soon as I heard it, I was like, I need to get, I need to like find an a dictionary article explaining false equivalency yeah. so that I can send a link to my dad because he's going to immediately be like, haha, found stuff at Biden's. And it's like, it was, mm. they found stuff like that other people were technically responsible for disposal of, but like was being handled in the proper manners. But, and they, uh. they reported it as soon as they found it. I'm also not Which... entirely unconvinced. And this is going to be like me putting on a little tinfoil, like, sailor hat for a second that these documents it, what a convenient time to find them like yeah it's, it's so it's so weird that you would find these when it's currently like trump is under investigation for this and like you know what coincidences happen it's entirely possible that you know like these were just things that were like oh shit his lawyers had a copy of this document like they it was supposed to be filed and then you know destroyed but it got just put in a filing cabinet, and then it got discovered when somebody went to clean out that filing cabinet. That yeah. happens more often than people think. Like, yeah, and it's different. The other thing, oh yeah, there's also the fact that things are just straight up different. So it's like it's a false equivalence. Yeah. But also, if someone's like, "Hey, man, well, we're gonna put Trump away, but we'll have to put Biden away," I'm like, "Okay, I do- yeah. That's a, I'm not gonna sleep if we have to hold a politician accountable. I don't care. Truly, if, if like, that's what like the we, investigation says, he did something wrong. Okay, well, every day on the way from the picket line to where we leave our stuff overnight, there is like a busted sign with like plywood in it, and someone has written, had had like scribbled "lock Trump up" on the plywood, and then. The other day, as I went past, someone had, like, drawn a line through Trump in an arrow and wrote Biden. And I was like, okay. Yeah. Like, like this <laughs> is the same thing. This is the same thing as Let's Go Brandon. Like, okay. The, sure. Have everyone do consequences. We love consequences. Yeah, that's that's yeah, the like, difference. That's the major difference between the two sides of, like, the American political spectrum is, like, 
one side is just all for like ignoring every consequence and you know because they say that both sides do it and then the other side is like no let's just uh, sure both sides do it they should both be in jail then (laughs) yeah that's oh darn people do something wrong and have to face the consequences shucks like i that's i'm not gonna complain about that (laughs) so i'm gonna complain if it's a small crime you know like possession or something why? Well, yeah. Why well, disagree with what those consequences should be? I think those consequences should be nothing. At max, maybe a fine. Like, hey, you had something you weren't supposed to have without a permit. You I think know? those consequences should be gotta sh- don't bogart it, bro. <laughs> gotta share it. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, like when you live in a small town and the police officers are actually protecting and serving, so they're like, "Hey, son, I saw you had some alcohol. You know, you're not allowed to have that now. You you dump that out and." You know, get home before I have to, like, do something. You know, saying, you weren't supposed to be doing that, so metaphorical slap on the wrist, go home. Okay, if we're going to just do that, I- I'm fine with that, you know. Um, but when, like, hey, looks like you smell like alcohol wasn't near you. You're going to jail, 14-year-old. Like, okay, yeah. maybe not. Uh, <laughs> not the best move? Not the hot, not the McKings move? Yeah, hot take. Maybe we just treat people with general empathy and respect. Mm. Um, hot take, indeed. Yeah, but hot question, do we have to treat robots and AI with respect? I say yes, but some people may not. Um, I hmm. bring that up because I saw the movie Mithrigan. Uh Mithrigan? Is it the yeah. what? It's the it's, it's, not it's, the it's the prequel it's to Seven Megan. in. It's, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, it's the it's cousin to the Vivich. Um Oh, <laughs> uh, okay. okay. It's just Megan. Yeah, it's, it's called Megan, was... but uh <laughs> I was like, am I just so homestuck that I just read it as Meg? <laughs> no, that's not that's not even homestuck. That's just knowing how to read Leet speak. Yeah, yeah, dog. It's Leet speak, yeah, dog. dog. <laughs> um, but no, yeah, the, the the movie's called Megan. It's produced by Blumhouse. Um, I think James Wan like helped produce it as well. Um, Allison Williams is in it. Last seen in the horror space in um Get Out. As Get Out. As the bad the guy. Yeah, she was the GF. Uh, the screenplay, I believe. I need to look the this bait. up. Because it was, um, I think this is a, a, a black woman wrote this movie, I believe. Uh, I think Akela, so. Yeah, Akela Cooper. Sorry, I just slurred my words. Akela Cooper. Um, she did a pretty good job. I think there may have been some rewrites to make the movie PG-13 as opposed to R. Um, so there's a few things where people are like, think some of the problems with this story are based on uh, Universal rather than the writing itself. Mm-hmm. Um, I enjoyed it a lot. Uh, Ronnie Chang's in there as well. He's hilarious um, as, like, sort of the, the boss. What, what's the premise? Is it, like, Chobits? Like, what is it? <laughs> I don't know what Chobits is, but... Uh, <laughs> Chobits is, will... about, is about, like, a little android girl, but you'll never guess where her on-off switch is. <laughs> Somewhere you don't want it to be? <laughs> Absolutely somewhere you don't want it to be. <laughs> oh. Um, well, no. She does have a hard-to-get-off switch, but that's just because it's on her neck, and she's a titanium android. You could but... also say that the android in Chobits has a hard-to-get-off switch. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, 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 get, I'm hoping this is an adult robot, right? Absolutely not. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, that's there's Chobits is extremely problematic in that way. 
<laughs> I, I did not know what Chobits was, and now I do, and I'm upset because I was thinking There's of, like, um, like, Chicklets' like, little gums. <laughs> the girl has, like, big sideways ear kind of things. I don't know. It was, like, like a very, flaps, like, familiar. Yeah, like, it was a very familiar oh, okay. imagery if you were, like, in any kind into any kind of anime in like 2002 yeah it was yeah, it was I just, I just <laughs> never knew what the point of it was okay i was like I, this sounds familiar it was extremely okay. big in the early 2000s like it was kind of i think it was like um contemporary like basket and that yeah it was and... like contemporary to that like azumanga Daioh fruits basket like i guess like technically bleach would have been originally airing at that point too like it's <sighs> yeah wow. um yeah chobits was it was one of those things where it was um Oh, this is great because she has like the eyes of like how to draw anime, like yes. this is old school stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah, she's got the clanad clanad eyes or whatever. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. so I I don't know what that story's about, but Megan does not have that sp- specific feature specific um, issue. Good. <laughs> yeah, it's uh. So I, I'll, I'll say it's it's better in that sense at least. But no, it's uh. Some people have been calling it Chucky, but for girls, which I think is is not unfair. Um, it's. It's better than the modern Chucky, I think, um, because it has, it's believable. One of the biggest flaws with Chucky is like, yo, why would some of these older kids want to have like a, a big doll? Like, that's really weird. For... <laughs> like, the, why is this Cabbage Patch Kid in your house? Like, Yeah, whereas um, I, I don't know what age th- uh, the character is in Megan. But anyway, the uh, spoilers free. Um, <laughs> there's a girl that's going through some stuff and her aunt, I believe. So yeah, it's her aunt is like an inventor for a company that makes basically a better Furby, um, is the premise. And so some <laughs> company tries to scoop them and make a knockoff of that Furby. And everyone's like, this is a knockoff. Like, yeah, but it's like a quarter of the price. So do you want an advanced Furby for like $100 or a, something that's kind of good for 25 So she's like, we really need to break through. And um, my niece that I'm taking care of now uh, needs like a companion. So I'll make this AI that is going to learn. Um, and it's programmed with the primary function to protect the kid with like from physical and emotional distress, and then can you never know, go wrong. AI stuff happens, yeah. And they do point out, um, oh, it's not even. <laughs> you know how in a lot of fiction they're like, well, we've installed this thing with the three laws, and it like perverts the three laws. Like the only way to protect humans is to kill humanity. It seems like they didn't program the three laws, and it just kind of jumps to that, like, well, humans can kill for profit. Why can't I kill for protection? It's um, And this small spoiler, but at one point she says, you programmed me with AI you didn't fully understand and hoped I would figure it out myself. You're like, oof, <laughs> oof. Um, but it's, uh, it is very popular with the gays. Uh, this one's for the girls and the gays, and Megan has a very iconic <laughs> outfit. People were already cosplaying the character before the movie came out. Um... I enjoyed the movie a lot. It's on the horror comedy scale. It is a comedy with horror elements first. Like if you've, if okay. you've ever seen like scary movie or anything like not scream, but scary movie and mm-hmm. saw like maybe a jump scare in it or like, Ooh, that, that, that caught me off guard. It's like that. It's like a little scarier than that. But, um, if you were going, hoping to be a little bit scared, like maybe if you're very, very jumpy and you've never really could do horror, but it's, I think it's less scary than, um, like, like those old Friday the Thirteenth or Night of the Living Dead's, like today, not like uh-huh, at their time uh-huh. of release because they were scary at the time. But now, if you watch them, uh-huh. that's the level of horror I had. Maybe one scene that's a little gruesome and like maybe something like might disturb you a small bit, but nothing that's gonna like 
give you a nightmare even or like like gory and like a violent night level or uh violent as in which you can get away with with pg-13 so she like pulls the kid's ear off but you don't really see the blood you just see the ear stretch more than you would think um it's like kind of maybe slapstick but i don't even know okay. how much blood was in the movie um, I was gonna say because we watched Violent Night a couple nights ago, and that one was like—I mean, it was—it was—it's right there in the title. Like, yeah, I wasn't surprised, but I was a little surprised still. No, there were some. Um, well, for like, if you're a horror aficionado, some good deaths in Violent Night. Nothing quite like that in Megan. So if you could get through Violent Night, you're not gonna be squeamed out through. Uh, at least the theatrical cut of Megan. There's a lot of speculation that the original cut may have been more that is an that R, like yeah but I, I i think it's it's worth watching it definitely leans more on comedy like black comedy than uh straight horror but we saw an opening night and uh my partner and i were having a bit of a, a debate or disagreement of like hmm do do teenagers now know how to conduct themselves in a theater like when's the last time they would have gone to a theater? Maybe not ever by themselves. Yeah. Because <laughs> um, wow. of like the pandemic and stuff, or like you would have gone to a family movie. It's like, oh yeah, this may be the first time that a lot of people have gone to theater by themselves because they were talking through the whole movie, like at a low level where I don't think they were thinking that they were rude. But I'm like, who would come to a movie and talk through the whole thing? Like, not even for rudeness. Like, you're missing the movie, and now I'm missing <laughs> the movie. <laughs> Um, I think I'm spoiled because I've gone to, like, we usually go to the Alamo Draft House to see movies, and they have, like, an extremely strict no-talking policy. Like, you get one warning, and then you get thrown out of the theater with no refund. Yeah. Well, it's also, like, a nice place, too, right? It's not just a theater. Like, they serve food, and it's experience, right? Yeah, they do. They have, they have wait, like, wait service. Yeah. Um... Yeah, we normally go to movies, like, at matinee or, like, on weird days, you know, um, other than, like, the big tent poles. Like, we saw Endgame day of, and obviously no one's going to talk <laughs> through that. Like, it's Endgame, you know, it's people are trying to hear every single thing. And, um, you know, when we see, like, anime movies, it's, uh, that's anime fans, so they're just, they're keyed in. and Or, like, Sonic <laughs> and kids movies where kids are there with their parents and the parents just remember the old days where you're not supposed to talk to <laughs> movies. Not supposed people. <laughs> um, so I don't know if that was just a rude bunch of kids or if the etiquette has changed and they don't know it. Either way, it's, it's fuck it, it was Megan. I, I didn't miss anything. Yeah, you were <laughs> pretty... <laughs> so, but I, I recommend everyone uh, give, it, give it a watch. It's pretty cool and it is nice to see, like, the Chucky story kind of told again and with more justifications in it and even you know having female protagonists and leads and stuff like that so nice. yeah fun times i enjoyed that um and then my enjoyment abruptly stopped because uh <laughs> probably my favorite show inside job got canceled after its second uh batch of episodes which i thought it was season two but going by the way netflix does thing those things this was only season one part two which they need to stop doing that because it's really coming to animators i hate that dumb shit um which is very strange like this one it kind of like i think they they did call this part two and not season two so maybe they didn't lie about it um because i guess network tv also did that like 10 episodes of break and 10 episodes for the rest yeah. of the season uh, that was usually but they're not yeah. billing it that way it's you know? usually all still considered one season like they usually there's like the mid-season finale but that's still it's yeah. the mid-season finale 
Yeah. And the structure of this was built the same way. There was like a mid-season finale and now this was like a season finale and like, okay, like either of them could have worked as season finales, but either way you're trying to lie to us and not pay people. Um, and yeah. now they're ultimately not paying people despite saying they were going to renew it. They went back on that and canceled it despite it being, um, well, th- this comparison would have been better like a week ago. Um, but I was saying, yo, you guys had a show that was very similar in that was style like potential. To, yeah, you had a Rick and Morty on your hands that could have done a bunch of merchandising. And as we'll talk about later, you didn't have anybody in the cast that you needed to disassociate with. Um, it was a, a female-led show, a female protagonist. Uh, they were both women of color. Uh, so that's pretty cool. And they're like, nah, we're going to get rid of this, despite the fact that people like it. Um, and it doesn't seem to be purely popularity. Um, Cause they canceled another show that seemed like it had a pretty big fan base. Um, and Tuca and Birdie did really good on adult swim from what I could tell, or at least did pretty okay. So they're just canceling stuff, whether people like them or not, they're kind of doing like what Disney did with strange world. Like let's not promote this. Wow. How come no one's watching it? And some people are like, I've never even heard of this show. Like <laughs> you paid for this. Why would you not want me to watch it? You know? <laughs> uh, so I've been pretty down and, uh, sad about that not losing sleep about that or anything but you know if i were one to lose sleep over shows that i would because i really like this show it was there's a lot of cool stuff in it and it did a lot of things that other shows i think do similarly but not as good i think it did meta humor pretty well um when it talked about real world stuff it was uh not insulting its audience maybe it's demographic but not the people who would be watching the show like they made jokes about like joe rogan and Reddit like being not great, like someone's like, "Oh man, like they're they're gonna do like a hundred episodes about me on Joe Rogan now, like stuff like that." <laughs> um, while also like having a guy that made problematic jokes, but you know everyone called him out for it. like, "Yeah, I think you guys are threading this needle, threading this needle pretty well." And there's a couple jokes that don't land, but as somebody who talks a lot, if you want to have a hundred jokes land, you got to tell a hundred fifty, you know. Yeah. And some of them are gonna be stinkers, but that you can't let that stop you. Probably so, uh, probably even more than 150. Let's be honest. That's being uh, so, conservative with it because yeah, I've I've had more bombs and stinkers than I have had winners. So I don't know if you all have seen anything with like with animation that has things that you've liked that have been canceled, but it's kind of kind of annoying. Yeah, I don't I don't watch a ton of shows, so like I'm not great uh, as to chime, chime in here really, um, but. Well, yeah, I I, 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 just... I get it from like canceled game series as well. Like you know, it's it sucks. Like you you know, stuff that you want people to continue to create, and then it kind of just vanishes into the ether. Yeah. And it's just like, especially when I don't know. Like I just I feel like every day I see like some other like beloved niche franchise having to do some sort of Twitter campaign that's, like, save such and such, like, and it's just, it just feels to me like no one's, like, no one at the level who can actually make any of these decisions has any interest, like, it's so coldly algorithmic that, like, like, they don't care that, they don't care about it as art. Like, it's the same thing as, like, it's the same thing that I fight with in my regular life because, like, I want to publish books that are good art and the company wants to publish books that are going to make money. Like, 
Yeah, no, no, like, beloved property is safe from the, like, cancellation due to just the people up in the finance world being like, well, yeah, like, didn't make enough Batgirl? money. Yeah. A finished Batgirl film got shelved? Like, this kind of shit is, like, it's Because it would be so... better to write it off as a tax loss than to exactly. release it and have it not make a certain amount of money. Like, it's ridiculous. Like, That's but yeah, so I just, I just feel like, and though, I feel like I the animated that. shows are... It, like, it hurts so much with the animated shows just because, like, there is so much work yeah. involved in animation. And there's so little place, there's so many, there's so few places for, like, thoughtful, like, animation for kids or adults. Yeah. Like Traditional animation is kind of like a, I don't want to say a dying art form, because I still think it's in a pretty strong place. But it is one of those ones that is constantly at risk because companies look at it as being so, like... Risk, look, to use the same word again, risky to like pour mm-hmm. all the money and time into producing a show when like they inevitably know that somebody higher up is going to be like, why are you spending all this money? No, stop it. Like, yeah. I think, yeah, yeah I just, I mean, you're right that it's like animation is dying as a, as a product. Yeah. But the art form is potentially in the best place it's ever been. Yeah, we, like, we've gotten a lot more, like, artsy, like, truly. artful films and, like, shows. But the problem is it's, like, you know, you don't, uh, you don't have, it's, we're not in the era where, you know, there are, like, 30 different possible children's cartoons that you could watch at any given moment. Like, you know, if you think about, because of, like, the way that animation was made in, like, the 80s and 90s versus now, mm-hmm. um... Yeah, but also back then it was also to push a product. Uh, it was all about you know advertisement to children, and like there are now certain regulations around that as well as like I think children are more savvy to being advertised to in a cartoon than they used to be, <laughs> um, mm-hmm. or at least their their parents are more like because they were exposed to it because we were so it's uh it's complicated. It is. Yeah, it's um, yeah. It's just like I don't know. It's annoying. It's ah, late stage capitalism is a great place to be a creator and consumer of art. It turns out. Yeah, we love yeah, to consume. Too, with <laughs> what's it, it's rough with animation too because that's it seems like that takes such a long time to make because people are like, well, what about like indie stuff? And it's like. Yeah, but that takes so much of people's time. It look it seems like that you can't even like you should be able to do art as a job. I'm not saying that I that we need to look into that world, but it seems like a lot of other hobbies you can theoretically uh produce in your spare time to some degree. It'll take a ton of passion, you're gonna lose sleep, don't get me wrong. Yeah. But it seems like it'd be easier to like make a live action movie or even do a lot of uh stationary art or make music than to like make an animation. As, you know? If you want to see um, like a good look at like the animation process and like what, it, like why it's part- particular what you're saying, like it can't just be like a hobby grade thing for most people. You can watch an anime called keep your hands off. Izoken, which is literally about a group of pe- girls in a high school trying to make form an animation club and realizing all of this, the processy steps that like stop you from being able to do it in any sort of like, hobbyist function yeah (laughs) which which really sucks too like i know there's a lot of youtubers that put some sort of animation into their videos and it's like it takes them so long to make those like they can't sustain that yeah um so we that's at least for now we still need like uh like studios to like help out with this and they're all about 
profit in a way that sucks. Yeah. Still never got season two of that Sonic cartoon where Robotnik fought the Freedom Fighters and it ended on a cliffhanger. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's... This is also a moment where, like, you can also uh, talk about, like, AI actually can help the animation process because it can um, kind of, like, do predictive keyframing for you. Like, if you if you give it two images of being, like, here's Sonic with his feet both tucked in, here's one with his left foot out to take a step, and, like, it'll, it'll, and you can say, like, finish this animation, and it'll put the frames in there yeah, like- to smooth it. It'll look weird at first because it has to iterate and learn, but, like... That's a possible valid application for, like, more indie animators to, like... And I said that word real weird. <laughs> no, I mean, that, that is, like, the one time where, like... Because I saw somebody take a clip from Puss in Boots and do that, like, HD upscaling for 60 frames. And it, obviously those always look bad. Yeah. But, like, if someone's like, hey, mm-hmm. I can't afford to make a team. So I drew, drew a bunch of frames and had AI fix it for my own benefit. This is only my art. It's just finding in between. Like okay, like this could look better yeah. if you had like a million dollars, but like it's, it's, it'd be good proof of concept mm-hmm. for sure. Like it would be yeah. one of those things where like if you're trying to like pitch to a studio to be like, let give me the money and the team to do this. Here's what I was able to do yeah. on my own. Like yeah, uh-huh. that'd be, that's the one time it's like let someone use AI for themselves to not get ripped off for once. Yeah, because <laughs> then you know some anime or cartoon series is going to try to do a show that you just that it's going to look awful, and everyone's going to be like, "Wow, that looks awful." Yeah. I'm I'm sure that that was one of the like um, bored ape cartoons probably used AI to make. It was about as funny as if an AI wrote all of it. So, uh... God, yeah. So, um, I don't have a transition here. Um, but you played Dwarf Fortress, Eric. I did. Eric. I've been playing Dwarf Fortress. Not as People much as I wanted to. to. Yeah, how People love like to me pay now? for Dwarf Fortress. I loved to pay for Dwarf Fortress. Um, it is incredibly complicated. Um, <laughs> I, there's like no other good way to describe it. I, I am enjoying learning the crunchiness of the systems that are in it. But also like just watching time pass and being like, why aren't my dwarves gathering water? Like, why is my why is my <laughs> drink supplies just going down? Oh, because unless I tell them to brew a beer or extract, like, a drink from, like, plants, they just will go and drink water when they're thirsty, but they'll be mad about it. Like, <laughs> it's, you know, it's one of those things where it's, like, it's it's a sim where it's, like, you have to focus on this huge big picture of being, like, okay, I gotta, gotta prepare for, like, the traders who only come during one season so that I can, like, tell them what I want ne- to buy from them next year so that I can make sure that I have meat and stuff for the the winter. And like, but at the same time, you also have to focus in and manage every little, every dwarf's happiness. Cause it'll be like, this guy's like, I didn't have a cup to drink my ale out of. And I'm mad about it. And I'm like, well, I guess I got to make some cups. I didn't know I had to do that. Like, <laughs> <laughs> You know, it's I'm uh, sorry about the cups. Yeah. Jesus. I'm sorry about the cup situation. You know, it's uh, it's it's so complicated for no reason, and that's exactly the point. Yes, and it's <laughs> it's great in that way. Like I, um, yeah, it's taking a lot to get into. Like I, I am glad that they did this. You know, graphical overhaul that like now you can pay money for because it not only does it make it easier to read because it used to just be you know ASCII like you know uh represented by numbers and lines on a screen basically, um. Now you can at least read it easier, and there's also somewhat of a tutorial. <laughs> um, what? How, how nice of them. Yeah. The tutorial's not super helpful. <laughs> um, it's kind of more like a suggestion. <laughs> so, 
Um, hey, well, it's nice to see stuff uh, like like a little bit, you know. Yeah. Especially like hearing it, like you know, Souls players like we don't need an easy mode like or tutorials or anything. Dwarf <laughs> Fortress is like. I mean, we'll try. Yeah. <laughs> Good luck, though. Here's yeah. something. <laughs> and so, like, the the other interesting thing is I've been primarily playing it on the Steam Deck, and uh, never before have I... Would it I... be easier to play it on a computer? Absolutely would be easier to play it on a computer, but <laughs> I'm stubborn and wanted to play it on my Steam Deck, because I wanted to play it while I was laying down. Because um, <laughs> nothing makes me more tired than having to read 20 menus to figure out that a dwarf is mad that he didn't have a table to sit at to eat his lunch. <laughs> um, <laughs> Wow, so, that sounds like such a fun game. I love to do chores. Yeah. Chores and reference tables. Yeah. It's like, um, yeah, what if Animal Crossing but more and also not cute? <laughs> yeah. What if Animal Crossing but less cute and more? Yeah. Uh, but never before have I played a game that has more taken to heart, though we're going to use the entire controller to do things. <laughs> like, every button has an individual function that can interact with other buttons because it's so like, it's not the official controller layout because they obviously were like, they were like, no, this will run on a steam deck, but we are absolutely not making controller configuration for it. But the community has taken it upon themselves to do that. Cause there are other weirdos like me out there who are like, dwarf okay. fortress puts me to sleep. So, <laughs> um, I'm using like, dwarf you fortress know, puts me to sleep. Positive. Yeah. Positive. <laughs> love it. Love it. Great. Um, so I'm using like one of the com- community controller layouts, and it's just one of those things where it's like, wow, literally every motion I make on this controller does something, and I'm not always entirely sure what that something is. <laughs> I have I have like 15 buttons, and golly gosh, am I going to yeah. use 16 of them? <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's like you know the the control sticks. If you like hold them in a certain way, like it'll bring up like a rotational menu where it's like you can then like select a corresponding keyboard shortcut to like open up a, me- a specific menu um the touch pads on the steam deck both do different things like <laughs> it's uh it's it's pretty intense but i've actually really enjoyed learning it um it's cool it's one of those things that i'm very glad to finally be able to experience in a way that i uh don't hate looking at <laughs> in the way you most you most desire yeah very cool, very cool. And then the, I mean, yeah, that's it for that video game. That's that's good, good game. Yeah, I'm, that's I'm good. Think good video any, game. Are there any other games that we've been playing? I played some more Overwatch. That's just kind of like my comfort game until something else comes out. I started. I mean, I played Helltaker, uh, that free game mm-hmm. on Steam. Did you like it? Yeah, I, and then I got to the end of the story, and they're like, hey, there's more puzzles, and I'm like, ooh, let me see this, I'm like, oh, I'm, I'm going to sleep. Yeah, you get, like, I think I did the first puzzle after that, and then I was like, oh, they're they're just harder? Damn good. Like, uh, <laughs> um, I, I tried uh, that Hazelnut Hex game you played. Uh-huh. Not going to get good at that. Don't need to play a shmup, but it was fun. It's cute. It's adorable. Yeah. And, yeah, I played uh, I played one round through, and I was like, I paid two seventy five for that. That was fun for that. I beat it. I get what they mean. <laughs> it's, I do like that they're like, oh, you can win. You just got to keep playing. Yeah. But you're not going to get a high score. I'm like, that's fun. That I I, I like what I did. Yeah. Um, I've been playing a little game called uh, Raven's Hike. It's like four dollars on Steam. It's a game where, like, think uh, Meat Boy or Celeste with being very difficult, but you can't jump or move. All you can do is shoot a rope um, in one of the four cardinal directions. Um, you can't shoot, like, backwards. Like, if you go left, you can't just automatically shoot a right if you go up or down. But you have to get to the goal that way while avoiding obstacles, spikes, falling things, and like that. So it's pretty tricky and difficult, but, like, in a fun, 
like everything's all on one screen or like a little bit two screens. That's kind of your style of game. It sounds like a thing yeah. you would enjoy. Uh, Simple controls, pretty cute. It was the game was actually in Portuguese, and I'm like, that's fine. I don't need to like figure this out. And I was just like looking through the options because they like give you like a, a a kill restart button. Like if you like make the puzzle unsolvable. And I looked at the options like, oh, I could put this into English. Like, that's <laughs> fine. Like, I will do that. But I appreciate they're like, nah, man, we always got to change your games from English to Portuguese. You can struggle through one of our menus. I'm like, that's fine. I, that's um, close enough. Figure it but... out yourself, clowns. And, you know, I, I did that. And it's a fun game. And I just haven't touched a lot of games in the last couple of days just through a lot going on. But yeah, the other game I've been playing is uh, uh, Dragon Quest Treasures, which is that's the Minecraft one, right? No, that's Builders. <laughs> Um, treasures uh, is tisk. treasures is like I don't really know how to best explain it. It's like you go around you. Oh my god, it's Pokemon! You go around, <laughs> you capture <laughs> monsters or recruit the monsters to your team, and then you have like a home base. So it's like Pokemon, but it's not. You have a home base that like you build up by gathering treasure around the world, and your monsters are the ones that sense the treasures. So you have to like go out with your monsters and walk around and fight You're other monsters. And, you know, find treasure and build up a castle and, like, a train system. I don't know. It's weird. Um, But it's fun. Look, infrastructure is important. Yeah. uh, But it's fun. It's cute. Uh, It's only on Switch. So, like, don't... If you do play it, it doesn't... Like, don't expect it to look gorgeous. But, you know, that's fine. If there wasn't really great infrastructure in Kanto, Ash would have never been able to do all that stuff as a 10-year-old. That's true. Like... He shouldn't have been able to. He shouldn't have been able to do it at all. Yeah, I mean, he did have a bike that he stole. He did from Misty, but he did replace Dude. it by like the what Jodo, I think it was. Yeah, I, <laughs> by Jodo. Yeah, like yeah. went to the second area. Yeah, I, I don't know, man. Pokemon anime storyline does not line up with either the Pokemon manga or the Pokemon games. They're all separate stories. So, <laughs> either way, uh. Interesting. I, I, I saw, I've recently saw, and we'll get back to it later, um, but for GDQ, I saw someone play Pokemon Arceus. It's like, yo, wait a minute. Why does this game run better than Scarlet and Violet? <laughs> like, it looks better than that game. Well, I think yeah. the, we talked about that when Scarlet and Violet first came out. I think it's because of the way that Scarlet and Violet renders its zone. Okay. It's all one, like the whole continent, there are no loading screens. Whereas That's Arceus, right. you just you go out to a zone that you load into, and then you right, load back okay. into the, the the town. So it maybe is... they should have tried that again because that get. But even like like seeing a Gyarados in the distance is choppy, but like things aren't choppy when they're near you. At least yeah, the way it was in Violet. That's gotten also, better. They've they've put out a couple patches and it's gotten a little bit better. Okay. Also, the storm around Mount Coronet always looks good, no matter where you are, which is. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, moving along, Steph, you said something about movies in the in the chat. Yeah, I watched a bunch of movies uh, over the break weekend. We watched Violent Night. It was one of them. Uh, as mentioned earlier, it was quite fun. Um, also watched both of the Kenneth Branagh Poirot movies, which were also extremely fun. Yeah, they're good. Uh, I love, because I love Poirot movies. <laughs> it was very good. We were, like, craving more, like, silly, like, uh, mystery comedy solving after Glass Onion. And we were like, we haven't watched either of these. Like, 
This would be fun. Some of the old Poirot movies are incredibly good, too. I, I like. I feel like this is this is an un like an untapped well for me because like I love a like a corny mystery movie, but yeah. uh, but yeah, it was. They were both really fun, cool, like great casts, cool costumes. Uh, Johnny Depp's in the first one, but he is the guy that gets murdered. He is the murderer on the Orient Express. So like, as things as things like that go, that is pretty satisfying. Uh, I think you'd have a really fun time being able to go back and like watch the like old Murder on the Orient Express, having seen like the Branagh version. Like, I think you would really enjoy that. I really want to watch the old uh, Death on the Nile now because mm-hmm. I heard that the uh, the one lady of the uh, the lady and her maid uh, is Maggie Smith in like an extremely cool like lady suit in yes. the seventies. Yep. Like, yeah. That, that all of those like the classic Agatha Christie movies are fantastic. I I think I I think I talked about it on the podcast like probably a year and a half ago or something because I like sat down and like it was like one of those times where I sat down and watched stuff and I watched a bunch of the old Agatha Christie movies. Yeah, yeah. I had we had a really good time and then we watched uh, Matilda, the musical uh, adaptation, the movie of the musical of. Matilda, which is interesting. Like, it was, I had just reread the book because I was, like, trying to read some of my, like, shorter kids' books that I've had for a hundred years and I'm never gonna, like, actively want to read again, but I wanted to read them one more time before I put them on the stoop kind of thing. Um, and it's much more based, like, it follows the plot of the book a lot more than the movie did. Uh, like the, the Mara Wilson movie. Right. But it, uh, I like I really liked it. The dancing is incredible. Like the like I'm sure like some pe- like people may have seen like gifs and stuff of it online like as it was leading up to it because like people were just like generally impressed by the choreography and like the execution of the dancing and also especially impressed that like all of these kids did all of their practicing in masks. Like, in their N95s. So, like... And, I mean, like, they're all in extremely good shape. Like, so, like, you do get a little winded. Like, I get winded going up the stairs in my mask. Like, I understand that it sucks. But, like, if it is possible to do high... Like, like high performance uh, cardio activity. I will say, though... But, yeah, it was... The musical doesn't have Danny DeVito in it, though, so... It doesn't have Danny DeVito in it, but it does have Lashana Lynch from Captain Marvel, who played Maria Rambo as Miss Honey, lesbian icon. Uh, And she can sing. Which is, uh, it was great. Uh, But I, I was, like, very pleased by the, like, subtle thread of, um, like, like, let's go black women in all of the movies that we watched because like violent night has a little black girl as like the main character who's like interacting with santa the whole time that's true uh, yeah. and then Glass in death on the nile well. yeah death on the nile uh Letitia, Letitia wright and uh sophie okonedo are the love interests to uh whatchamacallit to paro and the the his younger friend and um Whatchamacall. And then in Matilda, like, Lashana Lynch is the, is like the lady. She's the cool, 
a cool person. Um, so it's like, this is nice. I like this. Look at that. How, how wonderful to see people who don't look like me <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> it, it is, it has been a, uh, interesting time, uh, for, uh, for, for black women, I'd say, um, for a good time at least i don't know i've seen abbott elementary popping off um oh yeah they uh, won a bunch of awards probably talk about the golden globes a little bit yeah black women won some awards uh especially quinta brunson for abbott elementary which that show just is, is fire i can't talk well enough about it obviously who cares what i think but it's we we could point to other people who do matter say that it's also very good um and there's there's several black women in that show several i mean three several but like three out of the cast of like seven is pretty good, I'd say. Yeah. Like it's, th- um, it's a high percentage. Of, yeah, of like different, like roughly different age groups and styles, you know, um, between Janine, Ava, and Barb. That's like a, just a ascending order of age, I'd imagine, at least as far as the show's concerned. Um, and they have different styles of how they approach things. So it's, you don't have like this situation where you're tokenizing where, oh, all the black women are just great and always positive. You know, like Ava is a pretty... Mm-hmm for the most part, antagonistic principle, but also can buckle down and get the job done when she needs to. Obviously, you, you want to watch a show where the boss kind of is antagonistic towards the employees for the sake of conflict, but not f- against the sake of the children of the elementary they work at. Um, uh-huh. And I think the show walks that line very well. Um, you know, just, just a wonderful show. If you're not watching it, what are you doing? I mean, unless you don't watch live action shows that much, in which case that's what you're doing. <laughs> Um, which case that's what you're doing. No, I, it's actually even it's something that I even want to watch ASAP. Yeah, give it a shot. I was um, I I was my only hesitation when I first watched it was, oh man, it's a show coming out on ABC. How good can it be? <laughs> you know, it was just standard cynicism. But I was like, hey, there's black people in it, and I root for everybody black. Um, and I watched the first episode. I'm like, yo, this low key kind of funny. And I watched the second episode. I'm like, nah, it's not low key. This is just hilarious. <laughs> This is just um, good. It's just good. And I think um, if a lot of people gave it the chance, um, they'd find a new favorite because I think it has a lot of similar humor as The Office in the sense of, like, workplace humor. Uh-huh. Um, you know, the kids are there, but they're never really the focus. I mean, even if it's like, hey, there's some Is it like look characters. at the camera kind of? Yeah, like, they're, they, they're aware that they're being filmed. Um, and they have, like, little confessionals, like, little side things where they talk directly to the camera. Okay, um, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, so it's it's like, uh, I mean, also you could think Modern Family, too. I think they also did it, but I think Office is really the the closest stylistically or thematically yeah. to what they're doing. But I wouldn't say that they're at all the same show. Like, you could not uh, switch them out for each other or anything like oh, that. Oh, no, yeah. Um, or and you would never say that Abbott Elementary is a ripoff of, of uh, The Office or anything like that. It just has that similar, hey, it's a workplace comedy with, some good dynamics in it and i think it would fill a, a hole in a lot of people's heart that are missing that show and if you just like uh if you root for black people it's worth watching this and they got some good supporting yeah. actors and stuff like that as well so that was popping off um yeah i can't remember what else i mean um michelle yo won some stuff um everything everywhere all at once did pretty well which is nice um yeah i'm very excited for her and for award season yeah, and hopefully she gets the flowers she deserves. Um, and hopefully, like, electing bodies stop trying to give all the war- awards to, uh... I, I, I always Problematic white men? 
No, oh, well, Jamie Lee yes. Curtis? Yeah, but Jamie Lee Curtis. I always, I know the difference between Jamie Lee Curtis and Jane Lynch, but I can never remember their names at first just because it's just <laughs> Jay. Um, but yeah, Jamie Lee Curtis seems to be positioned as the star a lot of the time. Yeah, it's infuriating. Um, there is this weird thing where a lot of places keep, like, listing Jenny Slate as, like, the secondary actress, which, she's in this, in the movie, but it's like, how come Jenny Slate's getting top billing over, like, Jamie Lee Curtis even, like, what, why is this, I think they're like, we've, we've algorithmically know that you might look at a a Jenny Slate project, so we're gonna put her (laughs) name up, um, but no, I, I just bought it on uh, Blu-ray, so I want to watch it here soon, but it seems like it's up my alley. Um, yeah, I'm very... We've been meaning to watch it. I'm so bad at watching things that required me to have, like, a serious amount of attention. Yeah. That is also... That's normally what holds me back a lot from watching... Uh, like, I like some K-dramas and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. My partner was actually watching one today, and because uh, she was putting away the Christmas decorations... And she committed the sin that neither one of us want to do and watched it dubbed. Um, but it was so that she didn't have to, like, sit down and watch it. Because live-action dubs uh-huh. are, no matter how good you're doing, even if it's the same language, it's it's just not going to work, man. It's rough. Um, so anytime we want to watch something that's... And I know everything everywhere all at once isn't, but, like, for speaking of focus, um, it's really yeah. rough to say I have to sit down and watch this um, and pay attention. Everything everywhere everything everywhere all at once is like a two and a half hour movie that is like a movie movie so i'm gonna have to sit there and not like play on my phone while i'm watching it's like yeah oh, like man. i want to i want to actually take this in it's like people keep asking me if i've seen portrait of a lady on fire and it's like babe that's a serious sad gay movie that's like a period piece like of course i haven't seen portrait of a woman on fire that would require me to pay attention to something yeah I mean, even if it wasn't if it wasn't for spoiler culture, I wouldn't watch Endgame right away because I didn't want to sit there and watch that whole ass movie, like having to pay attention. And that's a movie that's not even serious at all, right? Um, but uh, I think the Critics' Choice Awards were also tonight. We saw some nice red oh, carpet cool. stuff, um, and I just saw the thing that everywhere oh, yeah. uh, won Best Picture. So oh, excellent. That's, that's that's good news for them. It's it's nice to see this kind of stuff happen. Um. Hell yeah! Oh, and uh, at the uh, the Golden Globes, Angela Bassett won an award for Black Panther two, well deserved. Yeah, and I think what she's the first person to get a Golden Globe for a Marvel movie, right? Which is less for, yeah for a performance, a like yeah. a for like a individual performance in a Marvel movie. Yeah, which pretty cool. So, uh, black women, please stay winning. Y'all deserve it. Yes, um, and also uh, Asian women. Y'all deserve it too, but I, I'm not the person to speak for that, but I'm just happy whenever anyone gets a chance. <laughs> Hot take, yeah. I know. Hot um, take. People who uh, aren't white guys should get a chance to win things. Yeah, that's true. Um, did I? Did we talk about Alice in Borderland? No, we couldn't have, because I watched that after New Year's. So yeah, I watched Alice in no, Borderland season not. two. Uh, it's on Netflix. Uh, it was good. Nice. I liked it. Um <laughs> I'm just still mad at Netflix, but they uh, let some Did they also cancel room. that? Uh, I don't think so, but I don't think there needs to... I don't know if there's a third season of manga to adapt, so I don't... Uh. I think they would have to just not renew it, and if I was them, I would leave well enough alone. <laughs> um, uh-huh. 
I, I think there may have been a spinoff series, but I think the, the, the series ended on a, like a good enough note where you can either let it be a cliffhanger or let it be the end. It's like a happy-ish ending. Uh-huh. Um, but it's, uh, if you like, like, alternate reality, kind of death gamey stuff, you know, um, Darwin's game, um, I mean, just battle royale type stuff, but it's okay, like, I was like, isekai I don't know what that is. Do you mean Ender's game? No, I okay. don't mean Ender's game. I mean Darwin's game. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah, it, that's another, like, battle to the death, like, try sure. to survive in this alternate world kind of thing. Um, think Squid Game, but instead of being in the real world, they get transported somewhere. Um, okay. And they, at the end of season two, they resolve, like, what the mystery was, why they were in this other place. And it is one thing that we guessed, but there were several possibilities that they throw at you right before the end. Um, great, great story. I really enjoyed it. Lovely acting. And it really points out that there's no reason why live action anime adaptations are bad. Because if you can go straight from manga to live action and it's a good adaptation, which I saw what fans said, and like, yeah, that's a good adaptation, there's no reason why manga to anime to live action somehow is bad um so i stand by the fact that the death note movie didn't have to be bad <laughs> they, they just made it bad uh but i really liked it and then man whew, if you want to if you want to be a disaster bisexual alice in borderland is a show for you because there are hot people all over the place <laughs> um there's a trans That's woman character i've heard um and it's part of her backstory but it i don't think it ever comes up other than like they do flashbacks for all the characters, uh-huh. um, so they just you realize, oh, this is this is a trans woman, and her dad's a piece of shit. But this is really just to show, like, hey, she's about to fight this dude. Where the hell did she learn to fight? It's like, oh, okay, she grew up big, oh, being a fighter. Um, like some everyone gets a lot of like flashbacks to why they have their particular set of skills they can use in these games, uh-huh. and hers just happens to be like she was a little karate kid. I think it was karate, yeah. And um, had friction with her dad. But there's this really sweet moment at the end where, um, spoilers, uh, her dad was a piece of shit. But when they get back to the real world and, like, she wakes up, he calls her by her name, not her like, dead real name. name. Yeah, yeah, and it's like, uh, it's like, oh, this is a really cool point. Which I'm like, I think it's, I assume it's her real name, not her dead name. Uh-huh. But, uh... It might, but I also don't really know what her name was because a lot of them went by aliases in the other world, I think. Um, uh-huh. The way that my brain worked, because it's like based on Alice in Wonderland, so there's people like, there's like Arisu, Chishia, uh, like all these like allusions to Alice in Wonderland. Um, and the last person they deal with is the Queen of Hearts, even though we know that the, the quote-unquote king games are supposed to be like a higher number. The Queen is just as powerful, it's just a boy and a girl difference uh-huh. but lovely show recommend it to everybody i mean if you're squeamish you might have to look away from some death scenes but like some people some people die from acid um uh. but it's like they know it's going to happen they just want to prevent it it's not like an acid attack it's like hey if you lose at this game acid's gonna fall on you it's like hey man oh, why'd dude. you design the game like that we know that we have insta kill satellite death lasers that have no collateral damage and he's like <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I wanted there to be stakes. Um, no, yeah, I'm a I li- jerk. Oh, basically, yeah. Um, yeah. Check it out. Never said I was a good guy. <sighs> yeah, there were some badass moments, though. Um, speaking of movies, did y'all see uh, that Gina Carano movie? It's opening, that saying, Daily Wire movie? I was saying, did we see it? No. So apparently, funny. Apparently, maybe like a hundred people did. <laughs> apparently, nobody saw it. 
Good. Which is the funniest shit on the planet. Yeah. I was so... watching a TikTok last night about like it's so funny because the uh like she was at Colorado Comic Con or something at the and like at her booth she's she like she says all this shit online about how she's not like how fuck the Mandalorian like she didn't fumble the bag like it's totally fine everything's good uh and then at this convention she's like there like in a cosplay of her Mandalorian character it says like Gina Carano from the Mandalorian it's like girl you you fumbled such an enormous bag and you are not here because you were in the Ben Shapiro movie <laughs> like it it's we all got to learn to take the L sometimes and i know it could be rough but you can't say that you didn't fumble the bag when you lost Disney money. Disney doesn't fire anybody. <laughs> you gotta, like... <sighs> like, you had to do some wild stuff, and now she is doing Ben Shapiro monies that gross $804? $804. 800 dollars and then $4. There's it was no probably thousand. in, like, maybe There's two... No theaters is probably also <laughs> huh and they probably did the conservative thing where it's like like someone bought like bench the, the daily wire bought like 50 tickets right like, kind of thing like yeah that's <laughs> and then refunded them because i think 50 tickets would be more than 800 dollars <laughs> yeah 50 tickets at roughly 20 depending on where you're at yeah that'd be a thousand like <laughs> Oh God! Bought forty-five tickets. <laughs> yeah. And you know, benefit of the doubt, you would say, well, you would try to do a limited release, right? Like, I don't think Glass Onion would have grossed that much money because it had a very limited run. But I think they would have gotten more money than that. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I think. And most movies make more than eight hundred dollars. <laughs> Just That's what saying. I mean, even like... even Morbius. Yeah. Even when Morbius, Morbius reopened in theaters, they made ten thousand dollars. Yeah, which just is fair for a movie that people don't really want to see. So, yeah, I don't know. It's um, I can't imagine holding any belief, any wrong belief that hard that you would lose that much money for it. Hell, I mean, I've I'm pretty staunch with my beliefs, and I I, I believe them a lot. But if Disney was like, hey. How about you stop talking about that so we keep giving you money? But like, yeah, I mean, I, you know, people deserve rights, but someone else is going to have to say it because I need to feed my family. <laughs> um, nah, if they told me to go against my beliefs, that's a harder question. But just not saying anything is, especially when you're wrong. Because, you like, there, there's yourself. plenty of other weird homophobes that doesn't, like, Chris Pratt is still in Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, if you're going to shut, like, I don't know, just, there's probably something to do with the fact that she's, like, a Latina woman and not Chris Pratt, but nevertheless, don't be a bigot. Yeah, I mean, I think, I think what we saw with Chris Pratt is, he has a PR team that's like, you're not gonna fumble his bag for us, like. Oh, uh, yeah, true. <laughs> I don't, like, hey man. Like, hey man, I don't, I don't know if gay people should be married. They're like, that's all fine and good, but I, if you say that, we're all going to be in trouble. So, so don't. So <laughs> shut you know, your goddamn mouth. It's like, you know what? You're right. I'll keep that to myself. 
and Gina's team was like, yeah, you can you can use Twitter. <laughs> How bad could it be? <laughs> How bad? What could go wrong? Um, other celebrities that should have stayed off Twitter, and among other things, and some trigger warnings, uh, Justin Roiland, um, the man of three voices, has uh, been, I think, prosecuted or convicted of, I think, domestic violence, which is not good. Uh no 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 jokes or um misunderstanding here that is bad um, yeah that's just flat bad don't do that that's just flat bad and you know it's uh people might try to justify that um maybe try he said she said and you know giving people the maximum benefit of the doubt okay you we don't know what happened but you can't benefit of the doubt your way out of uh what's the term unlawful imprisonment yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. I don't think there's a lot of he said, she said around that one. You know, hot take. That's pretty bad. Um, so yeah, again, don't unlawfully imprison someone like Jesus. Yeah, that's not even a... There, there's there's no real benefit of the doubt. And I'm not saying you should give anyone the benefit of the doubt. We don't owe celebrities the benefit of the doubt. Um, we should believe people when they say they were uh, harmed. Especially when... We don't have to listen to them. This was something that went to court, and neither party told us about it. It is just something that happened in the news. So it's not even so much he said, she said. It's more like, uh, it's more like this. Well, like the court a jury said of my so. peers said, <laughs> or like the court said this. You know, yeah. And um, yeah, that sucks. I hope. I... So to the audience, I, we saw uh, Eric's cat is on the screen. We are not laughing at. Um, Sorry, bad inopportune timing, but he jumped up and wanted to be held. <laughs> yeah, and, and talking about such heavy stuff, it is it is nice to see a, a, a little kitty, uh, nice or a big guy. kitty even. Yeah, he's, um, he's hardly little, but yeah, it's a big cat. But um, to 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 this situation, you know, obviously we don't condone uh, any kind of uh, domestic violence or anything like that. Um, and I would say much we as, denounce it, in fact. Yeah, in fact, we denounce it. Yeah, we're it. actively anti. Yeah, so as much as two of the people on this show quite like projects that he's worked on, uh, my enjoyment of a project is not more important than someone's safety or well-being. Uh, yeah. Agree. Uh, yeah, that's just rough. Um, and a lot of people are saying, well, I mean, some some people have outed uh, message he's, messages he sent to people. So also a bit of a sex pest. Which, uh, not good either. Don't do that. Don't, don't harass people. Uh, that's, that's, that's pretty bad. So, um, no one knows. The good thing about the fact that he can only do three voices is that even if they have to just kind of completely separate him from Rick and Morty, like, a lot of people can be like, oh, Rick, I don't think this is a great, I I don't think this is a great idea, Rick. Like, uh, I, uh, I'm, I am the number one. From an acting standpoint, I'll be clear, number one actor standpoint, Justin Rowling Defender, I think the man can actually act a little bit. It's just his range is awful. Um, he has three and a half voices at max from being generous. So uh, when it comes to somebody having to be replaced on that show, I think he's probably the easiest to replace that is willing to do something bad. I, I mean, you can replace anybody in that cast, but they aren't in trouble. Um so I'd like to see that show continue on. I think Dan Harmon has some pretty good ideas. And as long as he's not doing anything more bad compared to what he's admitted to doing and apologized to his victims for, I'd like to see more of that show. 
But if it has to stop because of this, well, I hope the, the, the Survivor piece, that's more important than our silly little cartoon, that honestly had a pretty good run, you know? More than two half seasons from Netflix, right. motherfucker, I'm still mad, but... Um, One could argue no that person. maybe it has gone on long enough. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. I, 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 as, as a Rick and Morty fan, I think the amount of time it's been on is appropriate. I think mm-hmm. there's some more things that I wish would have happened with that time. There's a few plot threads that I'd like to see. But uh, I think, honestly, they're in the kind of position where Adult Swim's like, Ayo, Dan, we gotta cut this shit off, just finish it in the next season. And they could they could wrap up all the last threads in like six episodes if they absolutely had to. Right. Um, yeah. Even if they're like, here's some storyboards with Dan Harmon's narration because we're not going to put the money into it. <laughs> Adults when they made their money off of it, so yeah, I think, oh, yeah. that's what you were going to do. Cool. I'm glad to know. Now we can write fan fiction that doesn't involve some uh, shitty guys, and they'll forever be able to, you know, make money off of licensing agreements to sell merch at Hot Topic. So. <laughs> I think that exactly. You know, I think they're good. People, people have um, because everyone will, you know, not joke about the situation, but sometimes the fallout can be interesting. Is it's like, yo, how many people with pickle rig bongs are just painting them shits black right now? It's like <laughs> yeah, there's got to be some overlap of people who really liked pickle rick that don't condone this. So it's it's rough. I, I hate seeing creators do these things. Um, obviously I don't want anyone to be in harm's way or anything like that. And again, that's the most important thing, but it does suck to not idolize celebrities, but be like, Oh, Hey, I like what this guy does. And if you find out, Oh, this guy sucks. Yeah. Cool. That, that's, that's, that's great. That's, that's so awesome. I'm glad that happened sarcastically. So it yeah, sucks. I think it's hard to also like see someone like put work into content that they won't put into actual other people it's like you you obviously have the capacity to care about something deeply like but you won't extend that privilege to an actual other person that isn't your art like yeah so it's um you know i hope that uh whatever has to happen with the law happens and again the victim gets some kind of whatever they deserve to get in this point, like whether it be like a some kind of payout and, or peace. And or, just support as well, you know. To yeah, them too. support. Yeah. Um, so, I haven't, luckily, and knock on wood, I'm sure it exists, but I have not seen anybody being like, nah, man, I'm part of the Justin Defense Force. I'm mad at that woman. Like, nah, I'm luckily not seeing any of that, which is good. Um, especially since, like I said, it was, the court just said, hey, this is what we said, so... Not yep. a lot of time for people to come up with BS in the background, so. Yeah, it wasn't, like, cook, like, fucking entirely litigated online, like the Johnny Depp trial. Yeah. Um, that stuff's always rough, too. And, you know, I, I hate seeing that stuff fold out in public because people are always going to get a lot of uh, just just bad ideas and some people are like well we can just say they were both bad people and i'm like i mean okay that might be true but it sounds like you're trying to not look at the actual bad stuff that happened and you're just trying to say why well, don't like one of these people so i'll just say they're both bad so we can move on with me like keeping my preconceived notions it's like would we have had all this if we would have just seen like the results or if this had been like a private trial or i don't know i wish i wish there was less abuse out in the world i wish there were fewer bad people. Yeah. Uh, Hot take. Systemic. 
yeah, hot take. I wish there were more systemic things in place to like make sure people didn't grow into having bad habits, right? Yeah. Um. So uh, I wish our our I wish our uh, justice system was rehabilitative, rehabilitatory, re- rehabilitatory, and not a uh, punitive. Yeah. Let's uh let's hope this uh guy goes into the to the punishment world and comes out a better person, or at absolute worst the same, um, but hopefully better. <laughs> So, uh, I'm I'm depressed. Uh, let's talk about something sad that's not really as bad, I guess. Uh, the D and D AGL stuff. Well, so actually, not super sad right now because they did roll back these proposed changes because of the outcry. Okay. Uh, uh, because people were because bullying works. Yeah. So what? Wizards of the Coast had basically said is like, hey, we're allowed to change our terms of service of our open um, source licensing for the D&D intellectual property at any time. So we're going to do that. And the proposed changes were basically that, you know, if you were a creator who was making certain pay scale amounts off of using the Dungeons and Dragons uh, intellectual property, you had to then pay dividends, like certain percentages of those profits. Like to, royalties, yeah, kind of. To Wizards of the Coast in order to, like, not have them sue you, basically. Um, so this obviously got a lot of negative reactions because, like, that's... It, it's a shitty thing to do. But I will say that this was kind of already the case for most larger creators that were using Dungeons and Dragons to run their campaigns for like, you know, Critical Role or um Dungeons and Daddies. D- like Dimension 20. Dimension 20. They already had agreements in place with Wizards of the Coast. Like how else do you think like, you know, I think it was uh Critical Role has like a whole rule book that basically they co-wrote. Yeah, like it like, is a Yeah, they've yeah. been a, an adventure out. Yeah, so, like, there's... Like, a whole thing. Those deals are already in place with the extremely large creators. The bigger effect of this was going to be that, like, you know, there were some certain lower amounts where it's, like, you could feasibly hit that as an income bracket. I think it was, like, $65,000 a year or whatever. Uh-huh. And, like, that is pretty low if you're, like, you know, a decently popular show um, that yeah. you would then need to be paying royalties to Wizards of the Coast. And, like, not ideal... I understand why they would do it, because, like, technically they do own that system. Um, Yeah, and a lot of people are... But it feels just like... It feels kind of like Nintendo fumbling the bag on... Yes, on on streaming. Competitive. Yes, yeah. yeah. So, you know, it's... I'm not sitting here defending Wizards of the Coast for this at all. Um, And, like, obviously, so, like, they came out with this thing. It Their plan lasted all of, like, two days before they were like, never mind... (laughs) Um, you know, we, we're not going to do that because people are mad. Um, and in response, Paizo, the people who run Pathfinder, which this is where things get complicated because Pathfinder was technically an offshoot of Dungeons and Dragons 3.5 edition. So, and they've turned it into a wildly successful business for people who wanted to keep playing like iterations of that type of the game. Uh-huh. And um, didn't Critical Role start as Pathfinder? Yes, yeah. Like, because it, it's kind of like a more, like, people who played D&D for, like, a good, like, 15 years in the early 2000s would have only really been familiar with 3.5, because, like, that was the popular uh-huh. edition at the time. Um, it's... It was the edition at the time. Yeah, and it's weird that 
Paizo is now coming out and being like, hey, we are going to have like an open licensing version of Pathfinder available in response to what Wizards of the Coast is doing with D&D. When it's like, well, you probably should have done that in the first place because <laughs> you technically completely copied 3.5 and then iterated on yeah, it. <laughs> this is just... Yeah, like, this is just 3.5.1. Yeah, and, and, like, I think they know that, and I think Paizo has always had a more open source, um, like, rulebook system. Like, you can always, like, there's, like, Pathfinder wikis where you can find, like, entire source books on there. Um, Mm -hmm. Either way, uh, Wizards of the Coast, like, you know, rolled back their plan to roll this out soon. I think they will still roll out a version of it eventually, um... The uh. leading theory online was that they were, like, fast-tracking this rollout because of, like, the uh, downgrade to their the finance, like, their creditworthiness and stock uh, evaluation last year due to the way that they treat uh, Magic the Gathering. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I heard they're losing a ton of money on that, too. Yeah, simply by printing too many cards. They they are tiring out Inflation, the Inflation, baby! Yeah, they're tiring out the fan base by just printing too much stuff too constantly. Um, I you say know. there's a new set every two weeks. Yeah, there was a set like... this past Friday, and I thought that the next set was March 13th, and I was wrong. It's February 13th, so there's another set in a month. Like it's literally like nonstop product that you know they're charging premiums for. Um, you know, based on the way they classify it. So, so oh. like, well, why don't you don't don't fuck that part up then man. yeah i mean it was literally like literally the bank of america like who you know bad corporation in and of themselves but the examiner them, who looked but... at like wizards of the coast and hasbro was like you are literally like throttling your golden goose that is magic the gathering by like <laughs> treating the the people like they just print money like you are you are yeah. oversaturating your own market with product like you for don't no reason, for no reason you don't profits. you don't really have You're a competitor sabotaging yeah you do, like there are competing card games but like nothing really has the scope of magic like it's that's just the, factual people steal pokemon cards and they steal magic the gathering cards they don't steal any other shit from yeah. stores yeah really. <laughs> like there there's you know it it is it is the primary competitive like pl- trading card game or whatever like there's no reason for you to print 10 sets a year because that you think you can get a, you know, a couple hundred bucks per set out of players, which, you know, like, unfortunately I'm playing into that because I do constantly buy cards when they come it, out, but, but. Yeah, I mean, I mean, basically you're working more. Yes. So. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm funding a hobby by working more for it, which, you know, yeah. a thing yeah. I don't love that I have to do, but like I do it because I like the hobby and I think it's cool. It's just, you know. Hopefully Wizards of the Coast, and the thing is, I don't know how much of it is, is Wizards of the Coast and how much of it is Hasbro, like, as a parent company. Uh-huh. Um, because, like... I gotta wonder, because, like, I've been, you know, obviously I'm in Overwatch Hell, and people, I think, are starting to come around and be like, hey, wait, hold on, how much of this is the Overwatch is team versus Activision okay. Blizzard? Right. Like, it's Blizzard, but the guys who are sitting there like, man, I wonder what numbers this character should have, like, to do damage... Like, why aren't they patching it fast enough? Do you guys think people that are making this game want it to be not as good as it can be? It's probably someone above them, most likely, like... Yeah. And that's, that's like, what the situation most likely is with Hasbro, because, like, literally the only, like, the majority of Hasbro's profits come from Wizards of the Coast. Like, they have... 
Hasbro has tons of brands other under them that like most people don't even realize because like they're just one of the big toy makers like you know conglomerates yeah. or whatever. But how ironic! I was gonna say <laughs> if they had Monopoly, but that's Milton Brothers. No, they do. They have Monopoly. Oh, they have, Monopoly. They have Monopoly. Um, I believe they do at least. Um, I I could verify that. And you know what? If I'm wrong, somebody can. Hey, send us a comment yeah, if I'm wrong about Monopoly. <laughs> Get in the comments. <laughs> um, they. Either way, like, you know, the the greatest chunk of their profit coming from what it, what used to be such, like, a niche nerd hobby, like, should tell you something about the scope that, like, Magic the Gathering and D- Dungeons & Dragons of, it, like, the influence that both of those uh, IPs have. So maybe stop effing around with them. Yeah. yeah, like, I just don't understand why people who could print money don't. I, if they want to print a bunch so of money easy. right now, and who cares if we don't print money later? Yeah, I it's guess. it's because it's because we function in a society where the model is that you have to have higher numbers year over year, and you will do anything you can to do that, even if it's sabotaging your own product in the long run. Yeah, I don't Which know anything upset. about that. Yeah. We're under it's going to be day fifty on strike next week. Yeah, <sighs> it's it's just I wonder. I mean, it's not. I was going to say, I wonder how this is sustainable, and it's not. I'm just wondering why these companies think this is sustainable, to have infinite growth. I think they like, don't hey, man, we're think go- it's sustainable. It's just the people who are making the money are happy with making the money, and then they can cut it loose when it stops making the money. Like, Yeah, uh, yeah. it's just like, we can make the money now for me, get mine now, and then fuck whoever comes yeah, later, it, I'll be dead, though. It's like, literally that they do not care about the like greater implication of the system. It's 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 just the way that capitalism like rots the brains of those who have the capital. Like it's it's broken. Yeah, like, yeah. You would think, uh, yeah. It's 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 so weird that it's we're trying to get ours as the CEOs and keep the shareholders happy long just enough that we can get out with a bunch of money instead of. I don't know. You would think capitalism is like, let's keep the company as profitable as possible for as long as possible. It's like, not for as long as possible. and Not for as long as possible. Just I have, for as, as long as I can, like, cash in on it. In every situation yeah. in which I have worked where there has been, like, sales goals or profitability, like, you know, year over year, I have always been the person sitting in the room saying, like, at a certain point, you have to look at it as, like, maintain maintenance. Like, there is a flat line. There is a market max that you will eventually hit no matter what that number is. And like, you should prepare for the day when that market max is, when you hit that cap and what are you doing to retain it? You know, like, it, cause at a certain point, the profits aren't going to keep going up They're The number can't keep getting yeah. bigger. Yeah. I mean, Netflix kind of hit that. They're like, how do we make more money? I'm like, honestly, you can't, you don't you have, have to. to, you don't have to yet. And I'm like, I wonder like, like Hey, we need to make money. Like, what's their flat line like hey a bunch of people are giving you ten dollars a month like that should be able to finance you to some degree and if it can't yeah you got to think of a new model um i don't know what that model is but it's not going to be something that makes yeah. streaming valuable to the consumer <laughs> and i'm sure that there are some you know hardcore capitalists out there who might hear this and be like well you just don't understand capitalism cool Nobody has ever explained it to me. Yeah, I don't want to, and nobody has ever tried to explain it to me in a way that sounds equitable or in any way that makes like long term sense. Like that's the thing, and I even understand the greed of like, well, we don't want to be equitable. 
okay, cool. What's your long-term plan? Why well, don't have one? Why? Right. <laughs> like, then why are we, what are we doing? Why are we here? Yeah, so, um, well, there's your, your, your anti-capitalist minute. You know how we, you know how we <laughs> do. Um, and last anyway. thing, uh, Games on Quick was this week. I'm going to say, speaking of people who are good in the world and doing charity and stuff. Yeah, some actual good in the world. Let's let's check it out. Uh, awesome games done quick was this past week. Uh, it ended uh, actually this morning, uh, really, really early this morning, the fifteenth, and uh, they they did a really good charity event. They it's like two point okay. something million. Yeah, they they dropped the number. So as of the end of GDQ, nineteen hours ago from now. This is a very funny picture they uploaded. Uh, they raised a total amount of $2,642,493 for the Prevent Cancer Foundation. Um, and that's just a wonderful cause. You know, they, they it was virtual again. Um, they were pretty big staff. They, they, you know, they gave out prizes based on, uh, like, your donations. If you donated, you were put into, like, a, a pool for prizes. Um, nice. It's just, it's just great to see. Um it's very funny to see the interviews come in, and I think normally in the summer they do, uh, for summer games on quick, they do uh, Doctors Without Borders, uh, MSF. Uh-huh. Uh, Medicalis Medicines. Medicines. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's just funny to see people from these really important organizations come to be like, okay, so we're going to talk to these people who donate like $3 million a year. Who is... Wait, what? It's it? a bunch like, of people oh, playing games nerds? really fast. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, why are people donating for this? Because we believe in the goal. Yeah. Uh, but it was uh, it was a really good marathon. It was one of my favorite ones in a while. Um, this isn't their record or anything, but honestly, the, it, the first one they ever did it was $10,000. So this is, you know, who would have thought we, we, we'd get this far. Um, but some really good runs. Um all kinds of genre that you like to see. They did a rhythm game showcase where uh, someone played Stepmania, which for those who don't know is just open source DDR. And um, I think at one point he would have to do some stomps where I think he hit, it was 17 steps per second. He hit a couple oh of my times. God. <laughs> so, and you can hear the, the pad back. Yep. <laughs> and it's like, yo, what is this doing? Yeah, um, people who get like good at those, it's, it's intense to watch. <laughs> Yeah, and obviously that part's not a speed run because a song is going to be two minutes whether you succeed or fail as long as you have that thing turned off. But yeah. I mean, we saw that, we saw fast games, you know, some different races, people getting their their uh, goals. You know, like I said, I saw Pokemon Legends Arceus, the beginning of it. Um, there's a game that recently came out that was there. I mean, we saw Stray, someone did a speed run of. Um, obviously some Dark Souls stuff. Uh, so just, just really cool to see. There's always the classic, it. like, Super Mario World and like Metroid um, stuff too, yeah. like on on the side, oh. like that's always. Yeah, someone happening. did uh, like Super Castlevania. They did this time. Um, I forget what all Mario's they did, but Super Mario Land they did uh, a Galaxy Two race. Uh, so just you know, lovely event, fun to watch. Obviously, I had to tune in for the Sonic block. They it's it's wild to see someone run Sonic Advance Two as Knuckles. That's a weird run to watch. <laughs> Um, it's a hard game to play, too, because the screen size is so small. Yeah, I mean, I have to assume some sort of emulation is happening. No, I, I mean, but... even that, like, you still have a oh, very small, ratio. like, view of, like, the stage. Like, Sonic game's about going fast. You kind of need to know what's coming. <laughs> yeah, the advanced games, it, those need a remaster so bad that does, if nothing else, 
just increases the field of vision. Yeah. Would make those <laughs> games go from like a six out of ten to a seven. Yeah. Purely from just being able to see like, oh hey, there go here comes Oh, a... I can tell what's happening. Yeah. Yeah, because that was the game that, in, that introduced the first kind of boosting Sonic ever could do of like once you hit a certain speed, you just pop and go faster with after images. Yep. And this game has bottomless pits and spike traps everywhere. It's like <laughs> it's the hardest game to play from a purely understanding. And standpoint. cream the rabbits in the second one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's the one. Yeah, cream the rabbit with her child cheese. Yep. Uh, I need to go back and read the manual. Yikes. I have no idea why Eggman kidnaps Cream's mom. I don't know what purpose it serves other than to piss Sonic off. He just wanted a milk. Be- <laughs> you know she's you know, the size of a half average human mother. Average <laughs> <laughs> human mother. Oh man, that guy was on another level when he made that video. Yep. Um. That one's less gross than the Vaporeon memes, but it's equally as weird. Um, less gross. But yeah, great event. Um, I actually donated this time. It was it was cool to, you know, throw a little bit of money in the ring. And, uh, nice. Yeah, great personalities too. And it's, it's also, last thing I'll say on it for now, because um, we're getting long in the tooth here, is it's as much as I want to see the in-person events, which they canceled this year because they were like, we're not going to Florida. Because I think you're not allowed <laughs> to enforce masks in Florida. <laughs> Um, and also they don't say gay bill and stuff. They're like, we're not going to have our event there. Um, even though it was supposed to be in person this year, which is good to stand on the principles. Um, but it's good that they have at least partially virtual events because there's a lot of runners who might not have had the chance to, um, come to like Florida or uh, Minnesota to do a, a speed run. Um, to travel it, to another state to do or another country extremely fast yeah. video game yeah yeah some of these people are doing 20 minute speed runs like so i gotta fly to another country get a hotel for at least one night and then fly back to my country to play a video game for 20 minutes even though it might be impressive sometimes a few hours right right um but like for instance there was a guy who was playing from brazil um not sure if he would have been able to just drop everything to come play a game for a couple hours up here um some guys played a game from france uh and obviously all the Not everyone can just come to Florida from Brazil. Yeah, only and one just particular Brazilian that I can think of that has recently done that. Unfortunately, the yeah. worst Brazilian. Bolsonaro, the former oh, president. Yes, Dom, yes, Dom yes, was yes. looking very confused, yeah. I, for- oh, yeah. Sorry. I forgot no, about yeah. that. I'm like, yeah, that did happen. Yeah, that, you know, that, his that supporters too. tried to pull a pull a, a a coup and then he fled to Florida. So cool. <laughs> That's, I mean, that's, I, I think that's where you go when your supporters try to pull a coup. Yeah, no matter yeah. where it's yeah. at. But no those guys went to jail, coup. right? They shut that down pretty quick. Oh, yeah, quick. they yeah. all shut that down pretty quick. But, they yeah, went to Lulog. Log. Yeah, we're, <laughs> we're not doing that over up. We're not doing that. We're, we, I don't know what, you, what country you think this is, but we're not doing that here. Um, but yeah, good event. Summer Games Done Quick's coming up in May. Um, but in the meantime, uh, there's the, I forget the name of it, I think Unapologetically Black and Fast. Is coming up in February, and then Frame Fatales is doing an event. They do two a year. It's an all women speed running event, so that'll be that'll be good as well. And those also do uh, various uh, donations too. It's always for charity, but uh, it's fun to watch. Video games actually can be neat, and it's cool to see gamers doing good stuff and actually able to look at a Twitch chat. Help. <laughs> it's not hard. Yeah, they have good mods too. So Twitch chat during GDQ. Not a dumpster fire, despite having 60,000 people watching. It's subs only, and they have good moderation team. So props to GDQ. Nice. Y- y'all do good work over there. Other than that, 
Uh, what else? I think we're done, right? I think that's it. Yep. I think we're uh, done. Oh, Should I do uh, the things? No, food crumbs real fast. Um, apparently, Uh-oh. natural light, natty light makes a, a lemonade oh, yeah. vodka. Uh, their natter days was good, so maybe this is good, but I'm not trying that outside of a meme. Um, and got to do my Southern Tier Minute. They have more beers out. They have a peanut butter cup, uh, both a whiskey and a stout, I believe, or a port. It's a dark beer. Ooh, I love it's- it. I love a peanut butter cup dark beer. Can you bring us some of those? Yeah, that sounds good. Yeah, I can. Um, I'm going to have to buy some in the next couple of days. I, I can't do the whiskey because the order was for this past week. Oh, but no, yeah. that's fine. Um, maybe Sorry. they might be where you're at as well, Eric. Probably. Um, um, but yeah, the Irish cream stout that you like, that's back. Okay. Um, but the peanut butter cup one Ooh. actually tastes like it's supposed to. Um, don't mean to shade the beer Sweet Baby Jesus that much, but it doesn't always it doesn't taste, taste like, like that. peanut butter. No, it does not. Um, this one does. Very rich. And they also released a French toast Imperial Ale. Um, French toast just tastes like syrup, which is just sugar with notes of vanilla in it. It tastes like what it's supposed to. I don't love it as much, but they knocked it out of the park anyway. Um, yeah, that's, that's the food crimes for me. Now it's time for the stuff, unless y'all have any other, uh, digestible things you want to talk about. Nah. Um, no, it's just, uh, I think it's very interesting how, uh, after 50 days of donuts, the difference between a Krispy Kreme and a Dunkin' glazed is actually extremely significant. Yeah. Oh. Do, which one do you prefer, though? I mean, a Krispy Kreme glaze just melts in your mouth into just a little pile of sugar, and that's delicious. Yep. Yeah, good choice. I, I will say, if you're going for taste and flavor, it's Krispy Kreme. If you're going for substance and you're like, hey, I want this donut to feel oh, like yeah. I ate, Dunkin' Donuts. Definitely. Uh, I was going to say, like a, like a chocolate iced chocolate cake donut from Dunkin'. Is like oh, all I need to meal. eat for like that's a whole meal. <laughs> um, that, yeah, that's the, that that's how it goes. Um, but yeah, Steph, could you uh, knock the social media business over to the people, please? Yes. Um, if you would like to find us on the internet, we are on Twitter at Character Rev. We are on Instagram and Facebook at Character Reveal. Uh, we are not on any of those other weird social new social medias yet. We're just kind of chilling on twitter we'll work on and it the other hell sites uh yeah, think, we'll get yeah. there i think i'm on, i'm on hive if you want to find me and i'm on co-host, if something actually but... sticks we'll get there yeah uh but um but yeah so we're we're in those places um you can find us in your browser of choice at characterreveal.simplecast.com um you can listen to us in your podcast app of choice by uh, searching for character reveal, uh, you'll see the blue curtains. You'll recognize us. I hope you recognize us after all this time. Um, Please do. And you know, um, and then you can find me on Twitter. I'm Captain Steph on there. I am the Snow Queer on Tumblr and Hello Steph on Instagram. Eric is uh, Tindy Losi in the Ether. Um, and I'm co-host. You said right. Yeah, but I think I haven't looked at it in, like, two weeks, so. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, Dom is Brother Dom, anywhere he wants to be found on the internet. Uh, You can also, if you want to give us uh, us a hand, uh, it's always nice. Um, You can do that by leaving us a comment on Apple Podcasts. 
you can send us an email and say that you liked something or didn't like something. Characterreveal at gmail.com. You can support us on Patreon by going to patreon.com slash characterreveal and donating a dollar or more a month. Or you can buy coffee. You can buy coffee. Where would you do that from? Grinding Coffee Company. They're our sponsor. They make coffee for gamers, streamers, and anybody else who just likes living. It's delicious uh, coffee in lots of formats. It's a uh, black-owned, woman-owned, LGBTQ plus-owned online coffee shop, and their flavors are absolutely delicious. Um, from their basic flavors to their uh, more more fancy ones, but they have it in cake cups, fancy beans, mixes. grounds. Yeah, whatever you might like, they have a way for you to drink coffee as well as some merchandise here and there. You know, you want some cups or t-shirts, you know, you, you want to rep them and, you know, drink the coffee out of some cups that they, they, they got you handled. But other than that, yeah, we have uh, a little deal going with them. If you use our link in the description or go to their site and use offer code character reveal, all one word. So that's two hours in the middle character reveal. You'll get 10% off your order. So, I mean, that's good for you. That's good for us. That's good for them. It's so triple win, right? So that's offer code yeah, character reveal. Free. Yeah, triple win. We love it. Uh, so use offer code character reveal uh, on your next order from Grinding Coffee Company and uh, get something delicious and uh, get your day started right. But listeners, welcome back. We're going to be uh, popping off this year like we do every year. 2023, baby. Yes. Um, but yeah, thanks for sticking with us throughout the holidays and through the new year, and we'll uh, talk to you soon, most likely. Well, we'll talk to you, and you'll hear us. It'll be great. Uh, <laughs> but until next time, <laughs> see you later. Bye. Bye.